Yeah. In the morning? Yeah. You got robbed in the morning? Bro, this was this was like <laughs> at 6 30. Welcome, welcome. Back, man. What's happening with you? Ain't shit, man. We had a lot of wild conversations today, though. Dude, we need to start <laughs> recording <laughs> as soon. <laughs> I was going to say as we touch, but pause. No, we, we ain't never done that. As soon as we get in each that. other's, like, yeah. yep. space. That don't even sound right. As soon yeah. as we... Yeah, dog. As soon as you walk in the room, dog, we should start recording. Better. Much better. Little Corey used to do that shit, dog. Shout out to Corey. And then you realize you didn't say some wild shit yeah. that only he has access to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on some of his shit. I heard some of his. Corey, you a wild dude. And you go back and you listen and he'll right, say some stuff. Like, I'm like, bro, you was recording that? Motherfucker. <laughs> Delete that shit. You didn't get our permission. That's illegal, motherfucker. I ain't signed nothing. I ain't signed no waivers. I ain't signed no NDAs. Man, we used to we used to record each other when we was uh, when we was younger. Like me and my homeboys. Um, so we'd be in the car driving. (laughs) Yeah, and we'd just be chilling. And then one of my homeboys would be like, "Why your mama fat?" And then he'll record motherfuckers arguing. What would he say to that? I mean, He's like, because shit would just be like totally like random. We'd be talking about like some girls or some other shit. And they'd be like, damn, man, your mama fat. <laughs> you know, like, whose mama? Yours. And then you hear us arguing and shit. And then, he'll, and then like an hour will pass. And then he'll rec- rewind that shit. Next thing you know, he'll play and we bust out laughing. Like this motherfucker's recording that's again. Some wild, that's some wild. That's dangerous, dog. That's dangerous. I want the motherfucker ever like said some shit that they ain't mean, and the dude who was recording it was like, "I'm keeping this shit." Well, back then you mean all that shit in real time. Like at that moment when you 17, 18, you yeah, mean it true. all. That's true. You might that's regret true. saying it. Maybe that's it. That's what I mean. But you mean it. Right. You should get out of control. Mm-hmm. Well, what's up then? Well, yeah. what's up then? You do that for about 30 seconds. Yep. Yep. I you ain't going to do shit. I was saying that about the time you. It's always that. It's always that nigga that go to the next, to the next level. Man. You know, I ain't going to say that time when you shitted on yourself in the alley. <laughs> Something like that. Some personal I shit. I didn't shit on myself. It just, I farted, <laughs> nigga. Remember that time you came to my house and you had to... Get some new underwear, remember? Put you <laughs> in the bed when you was 17, you spent the night. Remember when your mama went to jail and you had to stay with us? <laughs> You'd be like, bro, why are you, right? Why, why are we having this conversation? You know, and some stuff, bro, you just knew was just <laughs> off limits. I had a homeboy who was having some really challenging shit at home. And, uh... And I just knew that that was an area that was just off limits. Yeah, it's and wild. It's like, and it, you, you know it, he yeah. know it. Yeah, yeah. And it ain't even one of them things to where like, it's some shit that you will fight over. 
right. with your boys right. and y'all still be cool. Yeah. But it's some shit, it's some areas that you it's know far, not dog. to go it's too far. because you actually going to just violate the soul of that motherfucker. Yeah. And you know what's wild is that sometimes it'd be like three or four of y'all who share that same information and all of y'all know that, you know, that that's too far. Yeah. Like that's too far. And we and you don't even have to say it. Right, exactly. Like, it's just y'all just Exactly. You experience it together, dog. Yep. And them are the kind of connections that I think help you get through shit, bro. Yeah. Cause like my <clears throat> as challenging as my childhood was, like my, like my home life, my home, my friendships, man, and my homeboys really, really made, helped me get through yeah. and just made sense. Yep. You know, it's funny talking about the mama going to jail thing. I had a similar situation <laughs> and I actually, you know, my, my homeboy's mom and then were like, you know, you could come stay with us. And yeah. I was like, and you know, and I remember just feeling so much love, man. Cause like my homeboy's parents yeah. cared and like yeah. stepped in and did shit like that too, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't even know if kids are even put in positions to have those kinds of yeah. relationships now. Yeah. And not just with like their peer group, but also with like the parents and their family and stuff. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a totally different motherfucking yeah. dynamic that I'm so yeah. glad I got a chance to like, you know, live and participate yeah. in. Yeah, but I'll say this, man. I, I've seen like just being around other parents and, and listening to the stories uh, about situations where, you know, somebody else's parent had to step in. And sometimes they just know them just cursory being on a team together. Mm-hmm. Or or working out together, you know what I'm saying? Oh, even dude, now? Yeah, yeah. I had one dude, man, that that uh, worked out with, with one of my. This is one of my sons back a while ago, and he went through something, man. One of the parents, the parents, one of the parents who worked out with him because they worked out together two, three times a week, stepped in and and took him in and took care of his cat. You know what I'm saying? And until he got you know through whatever the situation was, man, and they just. Did it just, I don't know, man. A lot of times when you're, when you, when they're in peer groups, some parents see this kid as similar to his kid. So they kind of step in. Mm. So it's still around, man. Good. It's just in the same, it's just in a different, Good. I don't know if it's still, it's still around in certain uh, <clears throat> circles. That's why sports, man, is always interesting, man. Cause you do have this bond, not only between the, the kids, uh, but also the parents sometimes get this, get this thing because you know, realistically, all their kids are kind of the same. You know what I'm saying? You want them all to be successful. It's wild though. It's weird because even though like I played, like I wouldn't necessarily say I played sports like in that structured sense because like when shit started, yeah, it was a different path. But. Right. I don't really know what that's like. I mean, like, so with like Miles and his, I mean, you know, I, I, I had some um, experience with that and with yeah. rugby and football. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, he did track, I think, too. Yeah. Um, and shit like that. But uh, like in terms of, it's interesting to see that they're like they're developing like these families and these in these yeah. connections outside of that because I don't yeah. even know what the fuck that's like. Yeah, some of them, man. Like my nephew played ball. I mean, you know, played 
uh, basketball and even like his, even as far back as like 10, 11, 12 years old, some of those connections he still have connections to. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know what I'm saying? Some of these cats, even the parents are still connected. They remain like close through the whole time. So it's, uh, and you know, you always hear stories about these coaches that take in kids who are going through whatever and, and give them a place, just a safe space to be in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's, it's, it's there, man. It's, it, and it's wild that, uh, that you don't really hear about it much, but it's a lot of that going on, man. Yeah. It's a lot of that. The world was smaller back then. And I think there was so much more of a focus on community yeah. that yep. a lot of the problem solving was kind of like delegated to the to the community or the crew yeah, of folks. Yeah, so yeah. like if somebody needed some sugar, or yeah. somebody you know, needed some butter or yeah. needed some motherfucking food, a whole plate. <laughs> right. Whole <laughs> you know, dinner. a whole joint. Right, a whole dinner. Yeah. You know, everybody knew because everybody yeah. was pretty much on the same level. And yeah. it was like not, I mean, you had your cliques and crews yeah. and shit like yeah. that, but yeah. you know, yeah. that would only go to a certain motherfucking point. Yeah. So when it was like, at some point in time, like, you know, we got to, we got to yeah. come together. Yeah, and then, and every, nobody wanted these kids to suffer or to be hungry. So it was always, and they always knew who the mm-hmm. ones that were needed, that needed shit. So they made sure that, you know, because I know in my neighborhood growing up, <clears throat> you know, certain families that were struggling, yeah. whatever. And it was always a, a elderly lady that lived across the street down the hall, whatever, that would always make sure that they ate, take them a plate, mm-hmm. see them outside. Yep. And, and bring them in and, and give them something, you know, and didn't make it seem like it was like charity. They made it yeah. seem like, you know, come get something to eat. <laughs> and the motherfucker, so that old lady would bring you in her house and feed you and tell you that your mama ain't shit. Right, exactly. I know your <laughs> you mama like, out here Like, wild. your mama ain't shit, baby, but you know, you still need <laughs> yeah, to eat. Right, <laughs> you still <laughs> be like that, though. Yep, yep, Miss Jenkins, you right. Yep. Whatever, E.D. Green. <laughs> Green good your mama ain't shit, but she gonna get it together. I remember when she was... <laughs> You know, at high school. Yep. She yep. got on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, motherfucker, how right. you know all this business? What do right. you think I'm looking at when I'm looking out this goddamn window for eight hours a day? Right, for the last 35 years. <laughs> yeah, I see all this I shit. I know you stole the other day too, motherfucker. You need to take that back because you're going to be like your mama. You want to be like your mama, do you? Because she was stealing like you are right now. Yep. Your oh, mama man. ain't never been shit. You know, uh, as you were talking about the um, the sports thing, I always hear a lot of people say, "Oh, I want to put my kid in sports because I, you know, it's a good way, it's a good opportunity for them to learn certain aspects of life, team building, you right. know, wor- working hard and stuff." Right. Do you think? And this just popped in my head. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Do you think the parents are using sports as a crutch to kind of like there there are multiple ways in which those in which a parent can prepare those kids and teach those skills. But a lot of times, do you think that they're using the sports to as a crutch and forget that they've got to do that in a lot of other areas of their life? Um. I mean, you know. Because all these lazy-ass boys I see, 20, 21, 22, 24, they was in sports. <laughs> you know what it is, man? It, it's I've been around this shit a long time, dog. I mean, you know. 
even my brother was was balling back in the day. It was the same thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, to answer your question, yeah, sometimes it is, you know, they use sports uh, as a way for them not to do certain things. But that always shows up. If you don't, like, if you're not following up in what these, these sports is, are teaching, or if you don't kind of fall in, because a, a lot of parents don't know, dog. I think we overestimate the, the difficulty of being a parent. You have to really see outside of yourself and see what's, and you have to know what's best or what's better than the current behavior that you're doing in order to instill that into someone else. And that's hard as a motherfucker. That's hard as shit to do, dog. Yeah. To look outside and say, hey, I've been fucking up at this. I'm slight. I need to either, while I'm trying to get better, I need to teach them something different or try to show them something different or try to teach them something different. But that's hard as shit to do. So these sports, a lot of times, dog, they're, like I said, they're people... There, some, sometimes you meet your best friends on these teams and you meet people who are supportive of you, who look out for you. You meet people who are complete assholes. You know what I'm saying? You meet people, all the things in the middle and you got to negotiate all those relationships. You meet coaches that are complete jerks. You meet great coaches. And you, like I tell my kids, man, you have to know how to mitigate all of that. And that's, that is the life lesson. Like, you got to know how to mitigate. When you see a, a guy on your team who's struggling, you have to know, let me go encourage him and help him. Let me make him better, because making him better makes all of us better. And there's an empathy for this guy that's struggling. Let me go help him up. Let me go tell him good job. You know what I'm saying? And if you see a guy who's selfish for the team and not doing, you got to tell him, hey, man. Willie Beeman and shit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot of... I mean, it's, it's, all, it's a lot of aspects of organized sports that help in that way, dog. And you see some jerks. You see, you're on horrible teams. You're on all You got to navigate. You got to understand that I am on this terrible team. Not terrible in terms of record, but terrible in terms of inter, interpersonal relationships. Yeah. But I am here to get better at something. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I have to use this opportunity to get better and not be of it, but just be in it. In it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All of those things. So when it comes to parents, dog, you have to see that. You got to see outside of you having these hoop dreams for your kids because you couldn't get to whatever. So now you pushing them to do this. How did you how did you see it? Because I I, going in, I understood. You know what, man? I just never been that dude, man, that 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 I'm that I'm approaching this to because I want them to be something. I'm always, I've always tried to go into it thinking that this, this A is something that they love to do, right? It's something that can teach them valuable lessons about working hard and completion. Like even when you're struggling, your team is struggling, you still gotta go hard, because you never know. I mean, it's a lot of lessons in there that I understood that is good for them. None of which are, you know, that I'm pushing them to be the next whatever. So I tried to make it the thing. Like, okay, you're doing this. You like it? Go do it. But you got to do it. You got to work hard at it. You got you to gotta be all in. You got to be 
supportive of your teammates, you got to be a good, you got to be a good dude or try to be a good dude. Cause you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going, you got to keep going, even though you're in pain, all of those things are, are lessons they can use wherever for me. So that's the outlook that I've always had about it. So I'm trying to take it. Maybe I said too much. No, 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 no. You, you, you said a lot, but I think it was really, I think all of it was, was important and relevant to the question, to answering the question, because you said something in the beginning, which was, which was, which was clean. And that was like the parent gets caught up and you got to be able to recognize that shit early yeah. that it's kind of like in you. Yeah. That's and right. so I'm hearing you say that one of the things that the thing that you do to make sure that you don't really fall in that trap is to be mindful that it's the lessons yeah. and not necessarily the outcome. The successes, that's right. The successes. And you know, my dad was like that too, man. He like, you know, my brother played ball. You know, we all play ball. And he played ball. Uh, Basketball? Football. Okay. He still holds some records in Elizabeth City. Uh, State University in North Carolina. But anyway, um, he always taught us, man, that it's that you're going into this, right? First of all, if you're in Little League or Pop or Pee Wee League or whatever it is, this ain't the end. This is not, you're not married to the, the success of this. You're in it to get better. You're in it to contribute to your team. You're in it to, to work as hard as you can. You're in it to become a, a, a better player, right? And then those interpersonal relationships and support your teammates, yeah. right? So we always went into it thinking that, not, you know, married to the outcome. Yeah, the you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't dropping mics and peewee because you the shit. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. You got, you got all these other steps. Right, right. So, so I think that was the foundation of it, man, going into it. And my brother was the same way. You know, all his kids played. And, and he, you know, he and it had various levels of success, man. Um, but he always, he never was that dude that was like, you know, you the next, so you get to be, or, you know, that parent at the game that's all acting all wild because their kid ain't playing, you know, whatever the case is. They, it was always a, a level-headedness and a... And a and a broad view and scope about what it, what is what is happening here, and I think that again, dog. I think a lot of parents, not, I mean, they don't get that going mm-hmm. in. But hopefully, through because sometimes these parents are support systems for other parents too. Because you meet people from varying backgrounds. You meet doctors, lawyers, this and that, and all kinds of different people from different places, international people all over the place, and interacting with them. You learn about yourself. You see how, you know, you see what different family dynamics look like. You see what different structures are. And you start to hopefully become just the same thing. You learn how to interact with people. Yeah. But some people just, man, they just, they just assholes just going in. Coming in hot assholes. Coming, coming in coming hot, hot assholes. Coming in hot. Bro, you know what you just said, right? I know I did. Pause. I had this one dude on the team, man. Coming in hot ass. I don't even know if I can even say it, but I, I'm gonna say it. This dude's 
dad, man, was a, and I ain't know this, was like a, a famous reverend. And this dude was, I mean, he was terrible to these kids, man. He would like only cheer for his son and nobody else's kid. He would like, if his kid came out, he would be like, oh, if his kid was in the game, he'd be like, you need to take it. Don't pass it to nobody. <laughs> he was like, you take it. Dribble, take it, take it. Shoot it. I mean, every time, though, it was, he was terrible, though, terrible. And later on, I found out who this dude was. I was like, Whoa. I mean, this dude is a, like. He's a big deal. Fan, like, well-known in the area. One of the biggest churches in the area, though. And I was like, that's wild. Wow. That's, and, and the funny part is, dog, kid is the nicest kid in the world. Mm. Like humble, kind, you know what I'm saying? He gonna make a switch. Who, the kid, the kid or the, you know, the one of those And that's an interesting thing. So if you start out as that's your nature, but then you switch over to be something else. That, that's crazy. So bro. And vice versa. Because I was going to ask you, I'll start with my, I was, I was one of the most, I was one of the shyest, quiet motherfucking kids. Was scared of every motherfucking thing. Didn't want to tell nobody to eat. Like I was just a real shy kid, man. Yeah. And wanted to be like, didn't know how to make connections with people. Yeah. Wore these big ass, thick ass. <laughs> Glasses, bro, like thick, like them uh, government joints, okay. welfare joints. We gotta put up a picture of that. So, oh man, I got a picture of it too. Yeah, yeah. and um, and was just and because on my hair, dude, is like sandy brown. So my shit is almost like red, like as a little kid, right? <laughs> you look wild. Dog, I looked wild, but it was real smart, real good in the school, like real, real um, likes education and all that. I just made a transition, dog, when I got to ninth grade. Like, well, you know, you ever thought about why? I got robbed. My mother bought me a George. My mother bought me. I was having a conversation with somebody else talking about it. My mother bought me a Georgetown Hoyas starter coat. <laughs> this was the motherfucker. With the blue cross, the Georgetown across the front? No, nah, I had the bulldog on the back. Oh, with the hood? Yeah, the, the, the starter. Okay, the starter, yeah, yeah, the starter yeah, yeah. Not the satin joint, but the starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that motherfucker <laughs> as an early Christmas. I got that motherfucker for Christmas. January, when we went back to school, I got robbed. This dude pulled a gauge out on me. I was walking, I was walking to the uh, I was walking to the motherfucking bus stop. My starter cut on with this girl who lived in our building. We went to the same school together. In the morning? Yeah. You got robbed in the morning? Bro, this was this was like <laughs> at 6 30. You a dog, whoever did that as a dirty dude to rob somebody in the Bro. morning? I it was the first time, and I had interactions with like uh, violence and stuff like that, just given the area. Yeah. But it was the first time that I had come like face to face. Yeah. And I was so, it changed my perspective Shit. on how I was going to move forward. And I was like, I was like, ain't nobody ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever taking a motherfucking thing from me again, dog. <laughs> and that was my ship. So I went That's from crazy. I, I I I started wilding. Yeah. yeah. So 
so, no, yeah. I was like, hold on. I thought it. <laughs> you had a list. <laughs> Thank you, dog, because you saw. I you, saw it coming, yeah. dog. <laughs> I saw it coming. But that was my that was my shift, that traumatic experience that I never would have even. My mother was mad. We didn't call the police. That's great. We didn't. There was like a not and not I'm not knocking any of the 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 any of the pieces of the scenario. Right. Because it's just what it was. Yeah. yeah mother yeah. picked me to school. She was mad. She said, I'm gonna buy you another motherfucking uh, coat and I'm gonna try wish a motherfucker would. But I was like, <laughs> okay, oh that shit is cool. But like for right now, I'm good right. on the clothes. Right. I'm good on right. the coats. Right. Let me go ahead. And because I need to make, I got to make some adjustments. So let me ask you this, dog. After that, you went to school? Yeah. <laughs> dog, it's so many things that's crazy I, about that story. I went to dog. school. You went to school the same day the girl, that you got violated. The girl who was with me still went to the bus stop, dog, and got on the bus. And I saw she her. She you? Oh, this is after you got, after you was said. So I went photo. home and she went to the bus stop. That's dog. That level of violence is so normalized. It was, you just kept moving. It was normalized. Me and my homeboy. There was a dude killing prostitutes in Kansas City, and me and my homeboy used to walk to school together in middle school in the seventh grade, and we found one of the ladies, bro. Crazy dog. That's crazy. And went to dog. school and reported it, and me and him. And went to school. We went to school. Do you know how crazy that sound, dog? So, so listen, we went to school. And the counselors did come. Yeah. And so me and him, like, y'all laughing. We laughing. And we like, they can right ask us and we can go home, dog. Cause we <laughs> let's <laughs> let's say we let's say we need some time. Right, off. right. I feel Man, we went home, play video games. Like there was just this level, like there was there was a disconnect of severe proportion. And this was seventh yeah. grade. Seventh grade, dog. Yeah. Dog, do you, I mean, do you realize, like, but what do you think you do with that? Because it has to, it has to, like, the body thing. Were you just so used to seeing that level of violence and, 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 and death that it didn't, like, it was just like, it's like seeing a dead dog. It was normal. Yeah. It It wasn't even like. It was just normal. You heard about dudes getting shot for their shoes, getting shot for their coats. You know, right. chains and all of that. You would see certain things. And it was you would hear certain things. So the, like the environment, all of yeah. it was just normal. Yeah. And at that point, I, I hadn't, I hadn't encountered. I hadn't come into contact with a direct threat in that way. Right. Until that moment. Right. And right. I was like, I am never going to be somebody's food again. So let me. <laughs> So let me ask you, dog, because I I got a story similar to that too. So do you think that there was a before that, or you that was before that? Do you think that it instantly changed, or do you think that it was it instantly changed because you felt like you weren't going to be a victim anymore, or again, or were you just so like hurt and scared and and all of that that it kind of made you go inside of yourself and come out with that? It's probably a combination of both yeah. because I stayed strapped from that point forward. I went, I can remember all of the steps that occurred after that and was like, 
I started getting into trouble. Like mm. I, I had, to, I shifted all of the parts of who I was yeah. so that I could Become feel like survive. Feel safe. Yeah, because like how I was moving at that time, yeah. I was like, I ain't gonna make it. And then the stars aligned in such a perfect way yeah. to connect me with people who were like-minded yeah. in that kind yeah. of way of living yeah. and way of responding. Yeah. And at that point, dog, it was just a motherfucking domino. Dom I mean, yeah, the shit, the shit just kept going over and over and over again. But I often wonder what would that uh what I don't wonder now, but I used to wonder, like what things would have been like if that, cause that dude died. I knew who he was. Yeah. Um. I mean, he had a to totally different trajectory, but he didn't understand like how he was actually changing somebody else's life not. just by doing that, cause he yeah. was just doing. Dude, it was in the morning, snowing. It was snowing. That's he pulled out that gauge, cause at first he was like, "Hey man, can you show me where?" Yeah. And I was like, huh? Yeah. And he ran up because he had his gun. He, had, he was behind the car door. Yeah. So um, he was driving? He was driving. Cause, <laughs> Wait, cause so he was I, older. Oh, yeah. He was an older dude. I think he was going around looking for people to rob. Yeah. That's crazy. But that was, that, was my, uh, that, was my, that was my transition, bro. That's crazy. Dog. I remember, dog, I was in eighth grade. And... Uh, I was coming, I had my same sort of story, dog. My mom just bought me a new pair of low-top Nikes. They was called the, uh, they was the predecessor to the, like, the Dunks and the Lows. I got to look them up, man, but I forgot what they were called. They were, like, blue and white. It was clean, brand new. So I'm in school, dog, leaving, and I had band practice. So I was, like, one of the last people leaving out of school. But the school was still open. It had to be mm -hmm. four o'clock or whatever. And I was on my way. I was down in the corridor coming down the steps. So when I got to like, you know, school steps, you go around and then you could come to the next joint and you could see the door at the bottom. Right. You're looking at the door. So and then the door got the little glasses. So it was it was dudes outside of the door. And at the time, dog, I went to a school that was it was on Capitol Hill. It's primarily. Like it was called a magnet school, which means that mm -hmm. you don't have to live in a neighborhood. You yeah. can apply to go to school and whatever. And it's specific to certain. Exactly. Like science. Exactly. Things. Exactly. Or just, you know, basically white kids who didn't want to go to private school um, or didn't want to go to public school. So and didn't want to pay for private school. So there was a middle ground of that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so dudes just happened to come into the school building like random neighborhood dudes because it was in one of the worst neighborhoods in the city. You know what I'm saying? So dudes just happened to come into the school and they saw me through the window with these fresh joints and they and, and they, they didn't see the fresh joints yet. And then they just came in the joint and uh, saw me walking down the steps and they see the steps and the fresh joints and they hit me with the classic line. And I lived in, in the neighborhood. It wasn't my neighborhood that I, that I was in. It was another hood. Hit me with the classic joint. And I never forget, dog. They looked at me. It was like four of them. And they was older, dog. They had to be 16, 17, dog. And I was 13? Yeah. They picking on a 13-year-old? Knowing you can't wear this. Come on, dog. You 17. You can't wear my size shoe. Hit me with, what size is those? <laughs> I said, oh, shit. Here we go. And I had my backpack on. And I, and I stopped at the top of the steps. 
Did you tell him what's eyes? Nah, I was I was like uh I said to him, I said, they they too small for you, dude. <laughs> I'm but sorry, I, dog. That was, but I, I didn't, I was shook because first I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, these is grown, you know what I'm saying? So I continued to walk down. The 16, 17, grown to a 13-year-old. Exactly. So I continued to walk down, dog, and tried to walk through them. Oh. Because that's the only way I can go out. So them niggas, <laughs> niggas grabbed me and they started, we started to tussle. And, and I had a new watch too, dog. My mom had just oh, got me. was clean in that joint. They clean, saw dog. food. They did, dog. They saw shiny. And uh, so it was starting to tussle. And they had, dog, they, one of them grabbed me. And they had me on the ground trying to take. Now, we in the school building. The first floor, dog, the office is less than 20 feet from where we were. And we in the joint in the little landing of the stairwell mm-hmm. tussling. And they trying to take my shoes off, dog. I'm 13. And we tussling. And then, you know, I guess somebody heard and came in the joint and was like, hey, man, what's going on? And they scattered away. They didn't get my shoes, though. Wow. But they broke my watch band. And apparently they got the watch because they broke the band. Uh, and it was a watch. Come on, how many 13-year-olds I got a watch? You was clean. I was, I was, you was food. So, uh, same thing, dog. But these, because it happened in school, they called the police. And the police, man, I don't know if this is the best course, but they was like, well, let's ride around and see if we can find them. I was like, I'm not trying to, I just want to go home. Because I had to still ride the bus home, dog. Two buses. The, the 30, transfer to 70, came uptown. Was you scared? I was more scared. You know what it was, dog? I was more scared. Meaning scared to, to, to ride the bus home. Yes, because <laughs> this was crazy part, dog. So after all the commotion, and I was like, I'm not trying to get no car and ride around. And they called my mom, they called my father. And because uh, my father knew the principal, they were tight. So, you know, and I was like, don't call my father, just call my mom. She was like, no, I want to make sure your father knows what's going on. And uh, so after all that was over there, <laughs> <laughs> the dude, so the dude was, a, I think he was a gym teacher or a coach or a gym, I think he was a gym teacher. So he was like, and he was like, well, how are you getting home? I said, I'll catch the 30 up at the corner. So all right, I stand at the corner, watch you walk to the 30 bus. And we got on the bus, went home, dog. And I had to come back to school the next day, navigate that day after day after day after day after day, dog. And I, when I told my, my friends and like, luckily, dog, this is about relationships. One of his brothers were a little older, and we was cool, too. So he was like, I'm going to look out and make sure I'm going to come. He used to come to school, make sure. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Because he picked up his brother anyway. But he would make sure he walked me to, you know what I'm saying? He walked me to the bus stop, got on the bus for a couple days. And i never seen him do since. Wow. But that but, ain't really, so that ain't really changed me, dog. It, it, I was mad. Well, it didn't change me because they didn't get it. And there's also, it wasn't a gun involved. <laughs> Anytime you add a firearm, dog, it changes everything. But it, you know. But there was a feeling of, dog, like, you, you 13, and you feel like you got the world at your hands. You living, you got a new pair of shoes. One day, everybody yeah. complimented on your shoes, you got a new watch on. Then the next day, dog, you feel completely yeah. different. You've changed. You're vulnerable. Right, you, you exactly. Rec- you, realize, you realize that, that this, 
illusion that you have right. of safety. Yeah. And I don't know if necessarily it's a balance, man. Yeah. And and I didn't understand that so much of my energy as a young person was consumed to merely survive. Yeah, that's wild. And that's a different kind of that's a different kind of way of yeah. consuming energy than it that's is right. to live. And you know what, dog, so to that point, dog, that's a that's a that's an excellent point, dog. I think so after that. I uh, was coming home one day, got off the bus, and I had to walk a block to my house from the bus stop. And I remember hearing gunshots, dog, boom, 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 boom. And I kept, I was like, I paused, right? And <laughs> kept walking. And when I got to the corner, dog, it was a motherfucker laying, like, dead on the corner. And I remember this, dog, and this is, and this added to, I think it was maybe, the next year, ninth grade, I remember the smell of like burning like blood and flesh. You know what I'm saying? That smell, that kind of metallic mm-hmm. smell of that shit. That's what I re- more than I think I blocked out probably looking at this dead body, but the smell of it, dog, really sort of like I was like, I am not, I am not safe, dog. I, no matter what I do, no matter how I protect myself and move and knowing my neighborhood and knowing everybody in my neighborhood and and feeling like this is my neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm still not safe here, dog. And then you go into survival mode. So I live, dog, I probably live my whole life surviving. You know what I'm saying? Up until maybe 10 years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Where I decided, man, this shit is crazy. The same, because it's a pattern. That's a pattern that you can get into. Because you also look at people, you look at opportunities different. Yeah. yeah. Like because surviving, and and I, at least for me, it was about. It was always a, it was a safety thing. It's like it's where the forget. It's a part of the a part of what came out in our forgiveness conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a safety thing, yeah. and then it was a what can an exploitation thing. Like, yeah. what do you want from me, and what the fuck can I get from you? Right. And, right. And and, and none right. of that has to do with what can I give to this situation. Right. Because everybody's surviving, and when you survive, and it's about taking and yep. exploiting. Yep. And getting what you can with the yep. least amount of effort. And not getting took. Yep. Because that, because again, like, I'd rather take your life yeah. than for you to take something from me. And and you go into every interaction with a person with that mind. Yep. There's what? no interaction that you enter in with a person, whether it's female, male, old, young, without that thought in your mind. Yep. That's the approach. And, and... And if I sniffed, bro, that you didn't have the fortitude <laughs> to sustain at a level that I could trust, right? I didn't want to fuck with you, right? And that's the thing that I, I love. I, I don't know if you saw the picture that I uh, posted with my homeboy Jermaine, dog. Yeah, when you had a suit that was too big. That yeah. was a uh, yeah. <laughs> like me and that brother dog our relationship has been tested in every way imaginable and he's always been there 
He's always shown up. He's put himself at life and limb for a motherfucker in multiple situations and in multiple ways. Right. And I've been able, I've been fortunate enough to been able to show up for him in that way. So a lot of the a lot of the times when we're talking about like what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do it and how this shit was gonna play out, it's like you really don't know until you know. And a lot of times we're not given opportunities to know. Like, cause I really see some of that stuff like now in hindsight, like as a blessing. Right. More so than kind of like a detriment. Could I have learned what could I have learned those lessons in other ways and in other examples? Possibly. Yeah. But the ones that I got, like the stories that I got, the the relationships that I have, they were constructed in this framework. Right. And I can see and appreciate the shit now um, for what it is. And it's also just part of your path, man. Everybody got a journey. And your journey just was, everybody's journey is what it is. And it all led to you. It, without any of that, you wouldn't be here. None, dog. And that's a lot. That's and a that's, lot. Uh, and it starts so young, man. It, I mean, I, I just never understand, dog, the, how we don't, as, as people, as a society, recognize the damage that dealing with that level of shit at such a young age does, dog. And once you, like, we 14 in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? We ain't 18, 19. We 14, you know, walking around here Closed off, um, uh, angry, hurting, abandoned dog at thir at thirteen years old when we feeling that, and that's that's how where we operate from. And mind you, and that ain't including home life. That's just in the street. We encounter somebody and they be like, "Look at that thug." Right, and exactly. And it's like you have no idea exactly what environment. I was in that I had to I had to turn into something in order to survive. It's like right. when you go to jail, dog. Right. Like you gotta become something different when you in that motherfucking joint. Your That's environment right. will dictate how you move. That's right. You you were cre you were created into this. I was created. You, you weren't born a thug. You didn't now, born coming out with the joints blazing. Cause do you what? What you wanna do? You wanna be motherfucking food? I'm not food. <laughs> Right. Not for long. Right. Right. You might get a you might get a bite out of a nigga here and there. Right. But you I'm not about to sit there and just let you just feast on a nigga. Right. No. Matter of fact. Reduce your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I get emotional about this shit though. <laughs> some of this shit is kind of like triggering. Because I still I still have this thing, man, to where when I feel like even now to this day, when I feel like somebody's trying to take advantage of me, bro. Right, right. When I feel like somebody's trying to take advantage of somebody else. Right. When I feel like a weak punk motherfucker <laughs> is trying to, to, to flare up at somebody else. And he's the only reason why they doing that is because they feel like they can. Right. All of these things still are triggered in me. And I'm like, you... Because the coolest, the hardest, I had a homeboy. One of my best friends growing up was a boxer. Nigga was ranked number one in the nation in his weight class. Right. He is the coolest, thoroughest. Melvin, what's up, brother? He ain't watching. 
but and his, his son is boxing now. <laughs> Motherfucker been boxing ever since he was like in the third grade. Like he's 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 like that with his hands. Right. But he was one of the most humble, one of the most chill. Patient. Wasn't looking for no fight. He like yeah. where the hoes. Yeah. Let's go get this money. Yeah. He was a good dude. Yeah. And the minute yeah. somebody fucked with him. They got the wrong one. Yeah, well, they got the right one. Right. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. They got the right one. But the people who are really like that, man, are really yeah. just trying to, like, they know what that energy is like, and they do their best to avoid that kind of shit. Yeah. And so I still yep. get triggered now, man, when I feel like people are trying to take advantage of me. And I look, because in my mind, I'm, I still go back to that day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still... I still go back to that day, and it's a, and it's my initial reaction yeah. that I have to work to try to understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's uh, dog. It's like, I mean, some people, and and people handle it differently. Some people really go inside, dog, and it comes out in other destructive ways. Yeah. Some people are very outward in how they, you know, yeah. deal with the same level That's of true. trauma. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Growing up in, in those environments. So, you know, even though you might not be out here doing whatever, yeah. you're still trauma, you're still damaged and you're still moving. So now as you grow up, your relationships are so skewed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How you are, you still approach it in survival mode. So you were never vulnerable. You were never yep. uh, honest. You're never yep. um, uh, feel like that you're safe enough to, to interact with people in an honest way because you're always protecting yourself because that's how, that's the environment you came up in. And maybe it's like that way, man. Like, so when you hear women, when you hear, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here long, definitely not. But when you sit, when you hear about women who have been like sexually assaulted or yeah. violated in some way, yeah, like that moment, yep. from what I hear, it, they either go like some of them either go out and start being super, super, super promiscuous, yeah, and then some go out and like kind of like close down, like have very challenging sexual interactions and stuff like yep. that. But it's yeah. like that moment, yeah, it's a, it's it's a. It was a trigger yeah. that just showed up in different ways. Like yep. every nigga who experienced trauma mm -hmm. in the streets like that ain't going out lighting up motherfucking spots. That's right. Yeah. So that shit coming out in other motherfucking ways. But it's gonna come out. But it's still trauma and it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. Yeah, I had a I had a boy, man. It's funny how across the nation, dog, neighborhoods are the same. I had a man who was the same way. I mean, this dude was a stone cold, like I mean, you did not fuck with him, like, n n never. But when I tell you, his he was so nice, dog. He was so uh, cool. I remember, dog. We used to play ball together, and he would walk home when we would walk home from playing ball. <clears throat> he would stop by the little corner. We would stop by a little corner store, get drinks or whatever, and he would get something for the old lady that lived. I think it was like two doors down from where he lived mm. every single day. Wow. Whether it was, you know, he would get her whatever. Sometimes he would ask her before we went and played what she needed and, and, and he would get it for her, man. Every, and he would get her something like a little snack or whatever. He knew what she liked every single day, dog. He would take care of this lady. And he was, if anybody like tried to 
bully like somebody or talk crazy to or women or, or girls or whatever, he dog, he would protect them. He was a a pit bull. But the way he lived, dog, and the way he did for Doe, he was an internationally known wild dude. Like <laughs> and he 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 got killed, man, later. But just knowing, dog, the 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 level of trauma that it would take for you to carry out those acts, right? But then who you really are is really is are. a kid, is a kid, number one. Yeah. And 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 this is the kind of kid that you are. Like you're a protector. You are, you know, that you look out for people who are less fortunate to you. You make sure that these like elderly people are good, you know. And he and sometimes I would walk like going to going to the basketball court, I would have to walk by his house. And you know, I would walk by, come on, man, we're going to the court. And sometimes he'd be sitting out with the with the elderly, you know, lady just kicking it. Like yeah. sitting on a porch. She's sitting on the, I mean, sitting on her step. She's sitting on the porch and they just out there talking. And I'd be like, that's wild that this this dude, you know, is is really, you know. But it's the trauma, man. It's the trauma of growing up in those environments. And Lord knows what he's seen, yeah. not just in the street, but also in your house. As you're saying that, you reminded me of, like, Tyson. Because what you see a lot of times, too, with those people, like, they they, they, they have a very strong affinity for, like, animals and right, shit. Right, right. Like, you know, that kind of shit. They yeah. like to take care of things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They find... And I feel like it's the same as we're getting older, man. And I don't give a fuck if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're an anti-vaxxer. I don't care if you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask. I don't care if you're black, white, whatever. Motherfuckers is trying to do the best that they can, dog. Yeah. yeah. It ain't that yeah. many motherfuckers that are waking up every morning saying, who can I commit the most harm against? <laughs> That's right. That's not a thought that most people are waking up. Yep. They waking up in a scenario that they more than likely didn't create. They just doing their best to operate and work within. Yep. And so I try to find, as long as you ain't physically fucking with me, I'm cool. But I try to find commonality in that and to try to give space and to not try to be so motherfucking judgmental of how you're managing the environment that you are in. Yeah. Because it's... Because you're doing the best you can. If you yep. if you if you think these niggas is trying to motherfucking inject microchips, okay, right. bro. I'm not about to. Okay. <laughs> okay, man. Like your path led you somewhere. Le- right. Your path was one that led you to that conclusion. Yeah. And you know what, dog? A lot of times people are looking for connections and community. That's a good point. So they are, they will gravitate towards who they feel is providing them that connection. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those gravitations end up, they end up on the internet. Yeah. Or they end up with like-minded people and they start talking about, and, and, and it could be on microchips. Right, it could be on something completely different. It could be on, uh, like, they, they, their love of, I don't know, anything, video games or yep. whatever it is. Yep. But then that community might adopt the mentality of microchips. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm with that. Yep. Same thing with these, you know, political parties. I mean, you could just not want the, the death penalty for innocent motherfuckers, right? Next thing you know, you lumped in with- Everybody. With everybody else. Like, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. There, there is a group that I do judge. 
I want to make sure I'm clear. <laughs> There's a group that I judge. What group is that, dog? And I want everybody else to judge them. What group is that, dog? The bronies. What the fuck is that? The, this group of adult men who are infatuated with My Little Pony, bro. Stop it, dog. Stop. There should be covert operations what do you at mean? all costs. COINTELPRO. COINTELPRO <laughs> should be invading this organization. And tearing it they, down from the inside. They have a motherfucking annual conference. What do you mean, though? They're infatuated with My Little Pony. So they, they're called the bronies. They're adult men. White man or black man or whatever. Listen. Men. Men. Grown men. Grown adult furry face motherfucking humans that are infatuated with my little pony. What do you mean infatuated, dog? I don't know, dog. I'm gonna have you I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you politely to look it up. I'm not gonna look it up, dog. So I'm you can get up. so you can get flagged. Exactly. I will not be on that list. Look it up, dog. You immediately on a list. Get you a burner phone. (laughs) Just to look up what a fucking bro. You in the library looking it up. Oh, you definitely going to jail. (laughs) Oh, boo! Right. As soon as you go, brony word. As soon as you get to the ass, dog, and hit enter. You gonna think you was at the White House. House. (laughs) Nigga, doors and secret doors gonna be open. Coming out the ceiling on the rope. Was pelling on the, the ceiling on your ass. Nigga, come down there. Remember on the Mission Impossible? He laying right at the computer looking at you. Don't move. What, what happened? Dog, Nigga, stay still. So you saying a day, and this is different from dudes that dress up. I think a part of it might be some of that too. I ain't looked at shit what in a while. What are they called? Furries? Dudes that... Furbies or something? No, it's the furries. Something that dudes dress up in animal costumes and, and do like wild shit. I ain't hip to that. Yeah. These dudes are specifically with About My Little them. Pony. And they have conferences. Yes. And they get so it's more than like five of them. Oh, <laughs> it's more than a hundred. Stop. It's more than a thousand. Dog. Like I said. So they got My Little Pony. Public all library of, out here. I'm not dog. Get you a, a burner IP address. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> Say, that's the only one you're judging. That's the only one I'm judging. Everybody but you, else. But you know what, man? It's some people claim. doing some wild shit out here, though. It, listen, anything that you could conceive and imagine to be into, dog, <laughs> it's a group of people on this rock that are into it. More than 100. Nigga, it's some... It's, anything. It's a, it's, a, it's a group, and I'm just making this up. <laughs> but I bet you... I'm going to look it up on your computer. No, I don't do that, dog. It's a group of niggas who stand on their head and yeah. pee on themselves. Dog. And they got and, a name. And they got a name. <laughs> <laughs> and they meet and they kick it. Dog. And they they, they, and they share pictures. Share pictures and all that shit. All that. It's a dog. It's a group. Any, that's why I don't understand, dog. Anything you want to do, there's a group of people that, that are with it. But the problem is with some of this shit is like these things are in the fringes. Of course. And so we're cool when they in the fringes. The gay and lesbian shit was in the fringes. Somewhat, yeah. Well, at least like they were there mixed up, but- In the fringes though. 
in in terms of being outwardly that way. They were mixed in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't outwardly say, hey, I'm this. And now, like, so now right. it's like they they in the fold. They all yeah. they were always in the fold. They just weren't open. See, and that's the thing that I love about the gay, the thing about the gay thing. And this is what I wish more groups who had their thing. The whole concept of coming out means stand firm on who the fuck you are That's and right. be okay with it. That's right. So when you want to talk about being black, stand firm on yeah. being black. Don't talk yeah. about people of color. Right. Don't no. talk about motherfucking minority. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't talk about anything other than what the fuck you are. And you know what else they do, dog? I'm they, sorry, man. I'm yelling again. Yeah. Yeah, you are. They, they, they don't ask for shit. They do their own shit. You cannot, but they demand what the fuck they want. You know what I'm saying? What, like the basic, but they do, they have their own parade. Under they their banner. Their and you know what, man? I, I recently, well, not recently, did some research, dog. Even the concepts that we sort of take for granted, like clubs, like life in general, was really started somewhat, you know, in gay communities. They were the first ones who did these large scale nightclubs and warehouses and Mm, and shit like that. Yeah, they were, the, you know what I'm saying? They had these apartment parties with all these weird sort of music, all this kind of, that's early 70s. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they do their own thing, dog. They don't ask for permission. And ain't nobody they asking them to dilute that shit. Exactly. And so. Exactly. And, 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 and if and you want to be with it, you got to be with it. You right. can't, you, so, you're not going to ask them to change nothing. So don't dilute your shit. That's right. If you, if you want to come to their party, you got to wear a half shirt. With the the net half shirt, and you, you got to come in. You still got yours. I, I, dog, seeing it sometimes is so wild to me. Uh, and I'm gonna let. Can we keep it clean? Yeah. Sometimes it's so wild to me, dog. But I'm coming to learn to appreciate it. Just the freedom of it. Yeah. To feel like if I want to wear half net shirt with some jean shorts, cutoffs. Then I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna feel good. If I'm good. Yeah. You still got yours? Nigga. That's a uh, that's a journey for me. That's not a destination. <laughs> I ain't there yet. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm that's on a journey. You you at the bus stop waiting? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, still waiting the, for the bus stop. Like, I ain't really. The, the, bus, the, the bus ain't. The bu I don't even know if the bus left the depot yet. But I'm. <laughs> you still sitting in the garage. I ain't put out the garage. I'm like this, still. like. <laughs> I'm gonna wait on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let this go past. I'm waiting on the next bus. Nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I ain't getting on that bus yet. Man, I think we uh we had a good time. I'm glad we talked about what we talked about. Yeah, man, it was a good. One. We didn't have a motherfucking clue neither. That, nah. but you know, it's, this that's my favorite part right there. We we make it. Yeah, for sure. You good? Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Much love. Peace. I turned out to be all right, dog. <laughs> when he started going out of here, and after that, I started <laughs> shooting. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>